I am single. I did get drunk. I did buy Tinder Prime, and I fully regretted it. But yeah, here we go. <laughs> Little Messi drove my nana to drink. Yeah, he sells Hot Wheels out of his jacket. <laughs> I'd like to think that he knew that John Terry was a huge Saturdays fan. Oh, that Campbell soup is a, is a is a big deal. Pele is Jay from In Between Us. Luigi, don't quit your day job, mate. Who do you think is more handsome? Xavi Alonso. Pirlo. If you say it, say it with chest. Sorry, you just have to guess. <laughs> do you want to go to the toilet? You ever seen a baby pigeon? Uh, he's, he was good mates with Pablo Escobar from what oh. I read. <laughs> Mara who, sorry? You're a pair of twats, you know that. Hello and welcome back to the Style Jeffsy podcast with your host, me, Drew. And me, George. Uh, we are back again with, with another very special guest joining us uh, today. Probably our biggest guest today, don't mind me saying that. Uh, it is Finley Kulavus from... Well, from making his own music and also one part of the biggest, if not one of the biggest podcasts in the UK, have word podcast. Just say the biggest. Just say yeah. it. Even if it's, it's not true, biggest. that's what we've yeah. been doing. You just yeah. say it until it becomes true. Yeah. Sounds good for us oh, as yeah. well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll jump on that one, actually. Yeah, it's the biggest the biggest podcast in the UK, have word podcast. One huge part of that. So, Finn, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, lads. Absolute pleasure. So, uh, big football fan? Yeah, yeah. It's at the minute. It's not great being a Liverpool fan. It's not going well at the minute, and it's kind of taking the enjoyment away from it for a little bit. But yeah, I'll watch. I'll watch anything. That's the joy of this podcast because we can talk about the good old days when we were good at football. Oh yeah, I agree. As a Six fan, months ago, it's awful. <laughs> oh, <are> those days, <laughs> the glory days of, of September. Yeah, proper dropped off quick, didn't it? Yes, it absolutely did. Something happened. So, Liverpool fan, uh, international? I'm, I'm split, but I, w- I won't lie. I follow Wales more, but it's Wales and Turkey. Um, I'll keep. I'll always keep an eye out for the Turkey results. If they're in the tournaments, I'll watch all the games. Um, so Euro 2020 was a bit of a tough one for you. It it was it was actually weird to watch that. It was kind of uh, surreal because it was like the, our first match of the tournament. I was getting loads of tweets. Just calling it the Elfinico and stuff like that. It was. <laughs> I, I swap. I, I did the. I did a very uh, cringy thing. I swapped shirts at halftime. Uh, I had a Wales shirt on first half, Turkish shirt on second half. At least it's the same colour. Yeah, yeah. You sort of get away yeah. with it. Yeah. Well, I don't feel you don't like have a half, it's good. Half they're not rivals. No, I don't. But someone sent me um, a Wales versus Turkey program from the the eighties. They sent it into the into the studio. And I've got it. I've got it at home now. So amazing. That's, that's kind of cool. Somewhere in this room. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a retro program. It was a sick present. Love that. All right. Well, that's amazing. Sick. Liverpool and Wales fan. Snap. Good choices. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's go into your team straight off the bat. What formation have you chosen? I have gone all out attack. We're going four-two-four. Go. Get as many attackers on the pitch as possible. And just outscore the opponents. That's my my thinking. I always use, I always think as well with this podcast. Everyone always does like a legit a legit formation. You know when you used to do the mm-hmm. ones in school. I used to hate doing the defense. I used to play in defense as well. Oh, I used no, to hate I, it. I, I think it always used to be. Well, for me at least, the rules were just you did four four two. Yeah, and that was yeah, what yeah. You, that was just part of it. But now. If I was a real manager, I have a full philosophy planned out that goes on on Football Manager every year. It wouldn't be four two four, but um, 
yeah, for this, you've just got to get all the fun players in. I mean, yeah, get them in. Get them absolutely. in. Right. We're going to start from the back and go forward. So we're going to start with the keeper. Who have you got in that? So this one was actually the, the hardest one because I'm a goalie, or I was a goalie. I can't call myself a goalie anymore. Jesus Christ, it's awful. <laughs> but back when I was a goalie, that was the thing that was I'd watch for them and I'd be so nerdy. I'd know all about the goalie gloves and I'd know about how many clean sheets everyone had kept and stuff like that. So this one was actually the most difficult for me. And I think I've, I think I've picked it purely on nostalgia reasons, but I'm going to tell you my honourable mentions afterwards. So it is Petr Cech, pre-head injury. That's my goalie. Okay. Because up until that point, he was... So that's a couple of years after I'd started watching footy. He was just unbelievable. Shot-stopping. His distribution wasn't quite up to modern standards, but... His shot stopping was unbelievable. They they're that, they're the team that kept the most clean sheets, aren't they? Conceded the fewest goals uh, in a Premier League season. I think it's it's at thirteen goals or something yeah, it's ridiculous like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Petr Cech pre head injury. My other two kind of honourable mentions is Manuel Neuer for just completely being ridiculous and changing yeah. the whole idea and philosophy of goalkeeping. I think that's why I'm. I wasn't very good when people started. When I started playing for clubs that wanted to play out from the back, I was like fourteen when Neuer like went massive. So at that point, it was just shot stopping. And then as soon as you can use your feet, I'm useless. So I was just rubbish at playing out from the back. But Neuer, and then my my other my other one is um, again purely for nostalgia. Pepe Reina. I loved Pepe Reina. I yes. I loved everything Joking. about him. He had so many mistakes in him. It was great. It was great fun to watch. But then he'd have absolute worldy games. Remember a game against Birmingham where he made two outrageous saves. I think from uh, from Cameron Jerome, he made two outrageous. And it's just he was a cool guy, wasn't he? He was a bit mental. Yeah, absolutely, was one it, of the only it... goalkeepers ever to concede to a beach ball as well. I was going to say, was it Pepe Reina that conceded yeah. that goal? Yeah, in that grey kit, I had that grey kit. It was lovely. Um, I think it was the grey kit, wasn't it? Well, I'm yeah, way, it. way at Sunderland that was, yeah. It was. Yeah, I'm, I might be misremembering the kit, but I think it was great. Um, yeah, and then I think in a couple of years it'll probably be Alisson, but we've got to wait to the end of his career. Uh, yeah, I think Petr Cech, pre-head injury, you're right. I love that you specified absolutely the pre-head brilliant. injury section, but yeah. You said I Without... could pick from any era. Hey, absolutely. Hey, no, absolutely. I love it. I love it. I'm going very specific. There's the, there's the cards on Ultimate Team. If you have like the different icon cards, and the one without the head injury is always the one I go for. I don't go for the head injury one. The because he's funny, got more mistakes in it. When you bring it up, FIFA, the funniest thing I remember that how excited FIFA got when they added his um, scrum cap in. So as soon as yeah. they added it in, he was in every advert because they were like, "Look, we've then, we've done this." Did you, <laughs> did you see the thing where uh, a few years ago when he was still playing on career mode? If you tried to sign him. He'd go into the meeting with the headgear on. on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe he does. Maybe he wears it everywhere. I've not actually seen him post retirement. Maybe into, he still wears it. I think it. he went into ice hockey. No, I'm pretty sure. And then he was a drummer. He's got. He's got. He's had a bit of a wild time. And then he ended up at Chelsea, didn't he? He was like the technical director there. Yeah, yeah. Was it? Wasn't during the whole um, Super League uh, stuff that was going on. Wasn't he outside the stadium, like arguing with fans about it? I remember. Yeah, I think this. he was. Yeah, yeah I think that was when he was. That, he fair. was part of the uh, <laughs> Chelsea backroom. Yeah. 
Right, well. Mental. As a Liverpool fan as well, you saw a lot of Petr Cech in the, in the mid-2000s because we played them about 700 times yeah. in three years. Yeah, and he was always great. He was always got. He was always just brilliant. Absolutely was. I love him. What a player. Great choice. All right, well, let's move forward into your defence. Uh, so you can start wherever you like. Right, OK, we'll go full-backs then. So right-back, again, it's a toss-up between two, but I think I've gone for the nostalgia thing. I've gone for Cafu. <laughs> He's my right-back. Yeah. Who was it? Who's the other choice out of interest? Trent, because he's not a right back. He's well, he's not anything at the minute, but he's um, it's got nice normally. Yeah, he has. But uh, yeah, he's going to change what right back is the same way Neuer's changed what goalkeeping is. Right backs are going to be in the mould of Trent from now on, I think. But it's quite early. He's younger than me, so I can't put him in yet. Yeah, that's a good point. How, how old is he now? Is he still twenty-three? He's twenty-four. Twenty-four. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's. Um, I I still feel like he'll end up as like a midfielder. I don't think he will. I'd love for him to. If I, like on FIFA, I will put him in midfield, but I don't think he he will. Which is mm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Not under Klopp anyway. There must, be a, there must be a reason. There must be a reason they're not putting him in midfield. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think... played against Trent when I was little. Um, wow! At Liverpool Academy, we, we we went for a tournament. I only got reminded of this a few years ago. I I was I didn't remember, but um, he signed, I think he signed for Liverpool. When he was seven, and we we played in a tournament at Liverpool Academy. When we were nine and played against both of their their teams that they put out. So I must have played against Trent at some point. Wow. We won on pens. I don't know how. Get Jürgen on the phone, maybe get a shot at right back. Wait, so, much so you at the moment. me at right back? Oh my <laughs> word. You beat Trent, that's all we can say. Yeah, our, our team does, yeah. Yeah, there you go. It, it was oh. tiny goals though, and I was so fat, I just filled the goal, so they had no chance. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember, like when you used to play in school, there always used to be the keeper was the biggest guy. Always. I, I kind of, I wasn't at first. And then I think maybe to suit the position, I kind of got bigger and bigger and bigger. But oh, the coaches in, were just feeding them, force feeding you. Yeah. Put me in them little goals. No one's getting past me. <laughs> well, if we want, we can put you in that nine year old you in there instead of check. Oh, it's a good shout. I never had a head. Actually, I did have a head injury. I dived into a post and got concussion. Um, when I was, tw- and then they scored. Well, I'm mm. unconscious on the floor, so. I mean, I guess there wasn't foul in. play. Sorry to be that guy. So we were at this tournament in Porth Madog. Um, I was 12, and they, they, they had a shot from the edge of the box. It hit the post, but I dived. I must have dived slightly backwards or something, and I've hit my head on the post. It's come back off the post. I'm unconscious on the floor, and they've they've kicked it in, and it's counted. And then I was oh. then I was taken to hospital because I had a concussion. Yeah, I feel uh, I feel uh, a little bit so, savage. So in a lot of in a lot of ways, I'm like Petr Cech. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've always thought so that. That's why you picked him. Never the well, same after in, that. Paying homage to uh, your own podcast. There, we've started off on Cafu, ended up at you in hospital in Port Hoddock. So yeah, uh, back to Cafu. You've so chosen Cafu as your right back. Oh yeah. So we have. Um, so with yeah, Cafu, Cafu right back, he was kind of the 
the best in the world when I started watching football. And I think it's just my memory of that. And he was kind of the star in that la- in that lineup of attacking fullbacks that came after him. So he was the one before Danny Alves, who kind of pushed fullbacks on a bit more. And now we've got Trent, who's pushed fullbacks on a bit more. Um, but Cafu was just classy footballer. He's yeah. one of those luxury players that you think of yeah, from silky. from the early the early to mid two thousands that were just the best in the world, and there was no one that was close to them at that point. It is it is good now that we've got fullbacks that kids can sort of like aspire to be, like Trent, because mm. like uh, what, what's the famous quote? For, I think it's is it from Carragher? Where it's like no one wants to grow up to be a Gary yeah. Neville. But people did yeah. want to grow up to be a Cafu. People did want to grow up to yeah. be a Roberto Carlos. We sort of have that now, I guess. Well, you've you've preempted my left back pick there. Uh, he's the Let's most picked person in. on this podcast. Yeah, Gary he's got to be, hasn't he? Go. He is. Oh, no. He is the he is the left back. He is. Think of he? a left back. It's Roberto Carlos, and the the mad goals and the. He wasn't very good at defending, but that wasn't what he was there for. He was there to be a mad bastard, running up and down, having. 40-yard strikes, doing outrageous things. And, yeah, I just I, I really loved Roberto Carlos when he was yeah. there. Yeah. Hell of a pick. Hell of a pick. Like George said, one of the most picked players we've had on this, and, and with good reason. He is the left-back. And I think yeah. one thing we've never actually spoken about is the fact that a lot of people also pick Cafu, but we never speak about the fact that they played together. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. playing against Brazil? And, like, oh, I'm having a bit of shit time here. I want to swap wings. And you get Cafu. <laughs> that Brazilian no team, when you, go, when you go through it, is just... Is is so good, so good when you just go through it because I think it was it was Lucio at centre back as well. He yeah. was brilliant. You got to think it's different. Yeah, yeah. You got you got to think yeah. it's one of the strongest international sides there's ever been. Like yeah, as a collective definitely. team, there with Wales 2016, I think. <laughs> None of them were as good as that Gareth Bale. Hey, there you go. Damn right. Hey, he's, he plays in a PGA tournament now. Yeah, I was. I saw that yesterday. That's mental. He's, he's living his best life. He's not but made the literally. squad, which is a is a shame. It's just he's what he's would be an honourable mention. If I could play four six, then he might be in it. But I thought that was a bit that was pushing it. Maybe he could be right. the under un, uh, the understudy for left back Gareth Bale. <laughs> yeah, a young Gareth Bale can be the understudy. Yeah, yeah. But I love that man. I'm I'm glad he's just living his best life. Yeah. I love the, the fact he's playing golf for Macklemore. Now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the lineup for that golf tournament is. I was look, I was watching a bit of it yesterday, and it was uh, Gareth Bale. Then it panned out from Gareth Bale and zoomed in on Macklemore playing. I was like, "What is this tournament? What is going on?" <laughs> but it's a proper PGA tournament, Brandon. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, pro yeah, mental. Yeah. Right, well, we've got your fullbacks. Two of the greatest yeah. fullbacks of all time. Do the centre backs match? I think so. I think I've got the the two best, and there's obviously ones that I can't really talk about. I didn't see, but I've gone for Maldini and Van Dyke. Oh. I'd love to see that as a partnership to be fair so this slight issue is maybe both of them would play on the left yeah of a, of a centre-back pairing but I think Maldini would play to the play on the right and he'd be fine silky sexy beautiful man both of them what a good looking centre-back partnership absolutely. that is absolutely yeah get them on the Gucci campaigns they'd be <laughs> absolutely killing it <laughs> With Maldini, I don't know because obviously, like um, Verge at the moment, and like the Calvin's campaign, and it's like all over his socials. Mm. I can't imagine 
like Maldini posting on his Instagram a picture of him and his Calvins. Do you know what I mean? I yeah, I don't think he'd give a shit. Would he? No, I but I think he'd, I think he'd advertise Gucci. He'd be in a suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. classic. Like leaning Crisp back suit. on, leaning back on an old Jag. That's yeah. what I'm imagining. I can see it. As yeah, well. image. I can see it. We don't need to talk about the defending. Yeah, yeah, we can. Oh, no. so great. Let's talk about how good looking they both are. <laughs> Well, the early days of this podcast, we had a section that George liked to call Hot or Not, where hot he discussed if players are hot or not. So, George. Oh, let's, let's have a mini round. Go on. Who, who's hotter out of Van Dyke and Maldini? I think it's Maldini. No. Yeah, Maldini. Tough one. All things considered, I, I'm, going to go, I'm going Verge. I'm going Verge because I know, based on knowledge I've got from Troy Deeney, that Virgil van Dijk smells nice. Yeah, there is that. Even after a 90-minute oh, yeah. game. Minute, 90 There's minute no game way Maldini doesn't smell amazing, though. There's yeah, no yeah. way. Playing in Milan, literally the fashion capital of the world, he's got all the scents he wants on tap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I've gone for them too because both, cliched, but both Rolls-Royce's defenders, just silky, got the passing range, got a bit of pace as well, which is so important. Yeah, and the reading of the game from both of them just head both, and shoulders above anyone else I've seen. They're both very similar players as well. Do you reckon they play in a team together well, or do you need that like, like the anchor? I think sort of. I think with the fullbacks, you need two people that are brilliant defenders. Yeah, yeah because yeah, those yeah. fullbacks are bombing on a lot. So yeah, so they're going to be on their own a lot. Yeah. Also, yeah, the fair. midfield is quite attacking as well as the front. So we need two people that are the best defenders of all time. <laughs> what, otherwise, the, we're screwed. The two people in midfield, yeah? Yeah, they're not really <laughs> defensive midfielders, either of them. So we need some cover. <laughs> well, I think you've got that in these two. The, the, uh, probably the most calm centre-back pairing of all time as well, I'd suggest. Yeah. yeah. Un- unflappable. But also, they've got that grit. I always go back to that uh, penalty shootout last season against Chelsea in the Carabao Cup final. The Virgil van Dijk penalty. Literally, Kepa's point in the corner. Maybe my favourite penalty of all time. It's unreal. I made such a high-pitched noise when he did that. And it's the co- bollocks on him to do that in a final when it's yeah. sudden death. Oh, you see that in this Calvin's campaign as well. It's got to be It's yeah. got to be one of the yeah. coldest nice. moments in football, that though. And this is coming mm. from someone that doesn't doesn't like Liverpool. Like that's got to be one of the coldest moments in football. It's so cool. Yeah. What does a Wrexham fan have against Liverpool? What's your problem? A lot. I love Wrexham, except for the fact that bait, Paul, I'm trying to Paul, Paul Mullins because he's also a United fan. Moving on. I can't. I can't say. Ah, that there it is. <laughs> yeah. And well, as defenses and goalkeeper combinations go, that is up there with the best we've had. Absolutely. Formation-wise, so far, this is solid. So I think this might be the best players you've ever had because I, <laughs> I went for it. If the, I'm going for the best players I've seen that are the most fun. Yeah. So no, there I are that. like ones that I could have picked for banter, like Morton Gams Pedersen was in my mind oh. at some point. I think he was in my team. I've gone for that. And I've gone for the, the most fun I think I if I watched them. It's the team I build on Ultimate Team. This is Yeah, us. yeah, yeah. Love that. Right, well, let's have your first centre mid then. First centre mid, Zinedine Zidane. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's it's not a difficult one. He's one of the most elegant players I've ever seen. 
maybe the most elegant. And he had a mad streak about him as well, which I liked. Obviously, there's the 2006 headbutt, but he did have a bit of aggression in him as well. Um, and he was right at the start of me watching football again. A lot of this is that the first people I saw as the best in the world. And at, 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 when I first started watching football around 2002, he was probably the best in the world. So I had to pick him. Absolutely. I mean, I always get that image of Zidane playing uh, for Madrid and that crisp white kit with the collar. And it was him, Beckham, Figo, Carlos, the Raul. Oh, what a team. What a yeah. team. And Brilliant to be the best player in that in team. Goal too. Yeah. Yeah, and to be the best player in that team says a lot about a player mm. to me. Yeah. yeah, Jesus Christ, what a man. What a player. What a player. Do you reckon he was, I think he was the a... best player in the world when he was playing? He's up there for sure. Yeah. 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 I don't, I'm not sure if he actually won the Ballon d'Or, but he should have, surely. Uh, he, 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 he won did, everything. it would have been 98 when they won the World Cup. Yeah. But um, Zidane was just, he was another level, wasn't he? Yeah, he's in the he's he's in the debate for best player ever. He's not, but in the in the talk you talk yeah, about it. Absolutely, centre mids at least. Absolutely. Yeah, I think. Um, well, obviously, you mentioned the, the World Cup final and the headbutt, but if you go mm. back earlier in that final, show the the absolute insanity of the man before he does the headbutt. He does a mad Penenka penalty off the crossbar mm. in the World Cup I'm final. Just picking people that do mental penalties. That's what I'm going to go <laughs> for now. Uh, but yeah, that's it was an outrageous penalty against against the best keeper in the world at the time as well. Yeah, the, the balls of that man as well. This is going to be Same. a ballsy team doing mental stuff. That's my. Uh, so he did win Ballon d'Or in, like you say, nineteen ninety eight. There we go. But yeah, he got so he, he got a fair few bronzes and uh, silvers points as well. Nice. That was back when football the Ballon d'Or meant something, and it wasn't just Messi versus Ronaldo. It was literally. Find the best player, pick them rather than. Well, we're getting what, we're getting back to that, aren't we now? Luckily. Yeah, well, it's yeah. nice to see like Benzema win it when Modric won it. That was nice, but it's still like, yeah. There was the year Lewandowski should have won it as well, but it was cancelled. Yeah, that, he was robbed of that. I mean, he in my eyes, he has that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit odd they didn't choose to do it that year. Corruption. Anyway, let's move on from uh, Zidane Zidane. To your second centre midfielder, who have we got? The easiest choice of them all, Steven Gerrard, my my favourite player of all time, by by some way. I don't think he'll ever be beaten. Um, I'm, I'm with obvious. You. It's obvious Liverpool bias, and I I don't care. I don't care. I would die for that man. He had everything. He was the the Lampard scores in Gerrard debate is ridiculous because he is better at everything than both of them so there's no comparison george i see you see you smiling there you can have your rebuttal in a minute but i'm gonna i'm gonna love on the man uh he dragged a barely average liverpool side to multiple uh trophies on his own a lot of the time and was just uh, a leader of men but without having to bollock people he was just leading by example the whole time I love Steven Gerrard so much. What what I will say about Gerrard, which is you can't say about Scholes and Lampard, is the fact that you've said you'll die for that man. Drew has always said he'll die for that man. Like there's that love for Steven Gerrard. I'm not saying there mm. isn't a love for Lampard and Scholes from United and uh, Chelsea fans, 
there isn't from Chelsea fans anymore after he went to City, really. But like they they never had that. Oh, I would die for this person. Whereas like every Liverpool fan you ever speak to, Steven Gerrard is their best player, their favorite player. They absolutely he, love him. He's, were... he's responsible for every single one of our highs between kind of 2004 after Michael Owen, like 2004 and like 2013. He was he was involved in all of them and he was instrumental in all of them. And that first period was the only one doing anything really. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he was the one, the person you everyone wanted to be in the playground. If you hit a forty-yard pass to this day, if I hit a forty-yard pass. There's only one name I'm shouting. I'm not shouting Skulls. I'm shouting Gerard. And if I have a strike on the edge of the area, it doesn't roll Gerard. off the tongue, does it? As well, though. No, it's, it's, no, no. And Gerard it's a shame that his managerial career is not going the way the fairy tale would like. But I, I hope he does well in his next job and redeems his kind of chance of being Liverpool manager in the future because it's just a fairy tale that. Absolutely. I was obviously, don't get me wrong, I was obviously over the moon when we won the Premier League. Uh, but I always had it in the back of my head like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if it was Gerard, the first person to win as the Premier League? But obviously, oh, I can't complain. I'm very happy about that we won it. But wouldn't have had a problem if Jurgen had gone, Stevie, come back for five games. <laughs> yeah, just so you like get this medal. Contract I'd have been like completely fine with it. <laughs> and he'd have still been fine in that midfield. They could have done the running for him. He could just spray the balls. Um, yeah. Uh, it's it's a real shame, and yeah. it's a real shame that it's him that slipped. Otherwise, yeah. there's not much people could actually yeah. say about him. There's there's yeah. not much people would would have the banter about that is the thing, isn't it? Well, well, with that game, we were so we were so reluctant to pin it all on Gerard that everyone absolutely slammed Yago Aspas for taking a corner poorly in the last minute. That is the worst corner I've ever seen in my life. Him, and I'm still, to the point where he left. Still fuming about that corner. That is the worst corner I've ever seen. We were terrible at corners for a few years. So bad. A few years, we, we had no no one that could take a corner. It was ridiculous. The, and that you know, that's the, the thing with, with Gerard. He does everything. Set piece specialist. He can do that. The one he scores against Newcastle from like forty yards. Just, it gets Aston Villa is what I think of. Yeah, open up the wall. That's what I mean. He hits. He does them all. Was it West want, Ham as well in the the last minute? The one that. I think it was the a volley cup. that didn't hit the cut. The FA Cup final, the, the yeah. half volley. Yeah. yeah, and I love the story behind that. This is how much I love Steven Gerrard. I hate reading, and I hated, <laughs> I've hated reading my whole life. He's the only autobiography I've ever read, and I read it from cover to cover when I was like 10, on my off my own back because I loved him. Yeah. And he says that that goal was just because he had cramp. That's the only reason he hit it. Let's just hit this. Well, the, the other thing is as well, you know when... Um, so when Kobe passed, Kobe Bryant passed away. People always said that he is the only sports person that is actually like. If we got you... a screech button, screech. <laughs> we got a screech button. We don't have a soundboard, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. If you if you th- if you threw like a anything into a bin, you just say Kobe. If anyone hit something as hard as they could, like put all their power behind it, even like United fans, Everton fans, you'd shout Gerard. You just yeah, would. No, I, d- I don't know if Everton fans would. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, maybe not Everton fans, but they shout Hibbert or whatever shout player <laughs> they've got playing for them. Right, I could. Well, we could chat about Gerard all day. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Because I mean, I have on numerous occasions. I think if we topped up the amount of totaled up the amount of 
time I've spent chatting about Jared in this podcast, it, I can make a new podcast by itself. Uh, so let's move on into your four. Now, you can start wherever you like. Are they four strikers, or have you got a couple of wingers and two strikers? Two, wing, two wingers, two strikers. One of them's really a striker. He did play on the left wing occasionally, so I've put him there just because I needed to get him in my team. Respect that. Right, well, start wherever you like. So we'll start with the easiest one. Best player of all time, Lionel Messi, right wing. There's, there's no... There's no point even talking about it. He's just the best player that's ever walked on earth. Yeah. And it's not I, even close. 100% agree. 100% agree. The fact that it was even up for debate against Ronaldo is insane because they're not even I, I don't and I don't want people to think that I don't think Ronaldo's a good player because of course he is. He's he's had a, a wonderful career, scored a stupid amount of goals, won all the trophies, blah blah blah. But just watching them play football, who do you get more joy out of, Messi or Ronaldo? That's the always been the thing for me, and it's not even close. Messi every time. Yeah. yeah, I think Ronaldo is top five, maybe top ten. But the things you know Messi has done with a football on uh, a football pitch are outrageous. So many times as well. It's not just like a kind of. I think there's there's players that are kind of a bit a bit streaky that had a bit of absolute genius in him, but he was doing it week in week out. That season, he scored ninety odd goals. It's just, I don't, I don't get how he did it because we're watching Haaland this season and going, "Oh my god, he's scoring so many goals!" And then Messi would have scored twenty more than him if he was going at the current rate. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But even like now, like last, like the day, of rec- the day we were recording this, uh, the last night, uh, Messi was playing for PSG. They won two one, and he scored one of his classic just. He's just sort of sauntering around, waiting for the ball. It pops to him. One hit, bang, no back lift, straight in. Unbelievable. Like, for such a little man, how he generates that much power in his legs, I've no idea. Yeah, yeah. And he's... the People have said everything much better than I could ever say about Messi. He's just an absolute artist on the pitch, and it's yeah. he's incredible. Yeah. The thing with the Ronaldo-Messi debate now as well is, and I'm assuming you've seen this all over the internet, like... It's the most depressing end to like a rivalry in history. In the fact that one in the same year, one went on to win the World Cup, get the absolute pinnacle of world like of world football, and the other's gone and just like gone to a team for money. So and it's just yeah, it's just a very sad end to that rivalry. I think, and I know they had it's that not game sad for me. Well, yeah, 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 if, you, if you're a big Messi I'm fan, kind yeah. of reveling in it. I love it. Yeah. On that man, so there was the United fans keeping out of George there. Well, no, 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 no. it's like I love them both, but um, I always, I always was like, no, it's definitely Ronaldo is better. But when you sort of look at it properly, like Messi is by far the yeah, better. If player, you look at it objectively, take everything away because football isn't just stats based as much as some people might like to think it is. You have to watch the game and say, right, who's the best player on that pitch? And 9.9 times out of 10, you're going to say Lionel Messi, aren't you? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I've, not, I've not seen him yet in, in the flesh, which is a, I'm really worried about not achieving that before he retires. I'm trying to, I want to make it happen at some point. It's a shame it's not a Barcelona. It's like yeah, with, yeah. when Roger Federer retired, I was instantly like, oh no, I'm I'm going, opportunity I missed, wanted yeah. to watch him. One last thing on Messi. I always think this about Messi, and I, I don't know if I've ever said this before. He's he lucky to have such an iconic name. Do you know what I mean? Like if he was called like. Well, I don't know, like a classic Argentinian name that's quite common, like Martinez or something like that. It just wouldn't be as mm. special. The fact that he's called Leo Messi and no one's ever been called Messi in the world of football from what I can see. It's just like 
really it's lucky that point, he has actually. that name. Do you know what I mean? A good point. Mm. Yeah, makes him even more yeah. seem special. But that that's a big thing with Ronaldo, isn't it? You've got to clarify which one you mean. Exactly, exactly. And and who's better out of them two? Because if Ronaldo didn't like the first well, one, Ronaldo of them is in my team, and injuries. one of them isn't. Hey, <laughs> well, I wonder which one's which. Let's move on. Yeah. Then. <laughs> Might as well do that one now. Um, I'm assuming, like, don't mean to be mean to him, but fat Ronaldo, yeah? Oh, come on, man. Real R9, Ronaldo. The original. The original. R9. Yeah. He is everything you want in a striker. If you could build a striker, you're building him and Haaland, probably, on physical attributes. Yeah. And he had a bit more technical ability than Haaland. He was he was a dribbler as well as being just an absolute goal machine. Um yeah. he was the best striker in the world when I first started watching for it was like yeah, two thousand and two. So he's kind of still ju- like still just at his peak, just about to drop off. Um but I just remember watching him and just thinking he's just too too fast, too good at shooting. Both feet he could score with. He was just he was great. And there's not been there's not many strikers like him anymore. There's since or just anymore. They don't they're kind of a lot shorter and technically gifted. Um but he just had everything. Yeah. I don't know if it's a change in tactics or what, but he I I saw this stat where he rounded the goalkeeper to score ninety three times in his career. So either they were playing really high lines or he he was just that quick that he could, he could get to the ball before the keeper and round the keeper. And to do it after so many serious knee injuries coming back from them and still being able to round the keeper, just unri- well, unmatched, unrivaled. There was there was one particular injury he had where he came back and that's when he did come back and he was overweight because he didn't used to be like as as big as he was. Came back and he was overweight, but he hadn't lost any pace. He hadn't lost any strength. He hadn't lost any skill. He hadn't lost any... He just looked different. It was weird. He was still the same player, but just looked different. Yeah, absolutely. Right, before we move on from Ronaldo, we've got to talk about the trim, right? The World Cup one, yeah. 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 (laughs) What was that? It's iconic, isn't it? It's iconic, though. Why, though? That is... It it must have been a bet. Must have been a bet. And they were like, all right, do this or you have to cut all your hair apart from the front. He's like, sound. Then he loses the bet. I, I can't think of any other reason why you do that. Well, Maybe he did just want to be in the history books and it's a way he, of doing it. If you, you either got to do something skill-wise that's amazing or you've got to do something mental. Yeah, maybe he that's knew his, 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 yeah. history books. His, his star was fading. So he's like, right, i got to get, get myself back in the public eye. Come on. Yeah. Shit trim. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. It was probably, that probably was it, actually. He knew that if he had an incredible tournament and had that haircut, that that would be then sketched in history even more so. So, yeah, probably that. Yeah, I think so. Either that or he, he was on copious amounts of drugs, which is the other solution I would find for that uh, haircut. Yeah. Who knows? So yeah. let's move sideways. You can go for your striker hey, or your we'll winger. Uh, we'll go for the other striker, and that is uh, Luis Suarez. Between probably twenty and back end of twenty twelve through to twenty seventeen ish, but mainly thirteen fourteen, because that that's probably my favourite single season a player's ever had. He was exciting every time he got the ball, let alone got in the other half. If he was in our half and he got the ball, you'd be like, "Is he going to lob someone from the halfway line? Who knows?" 
what's what is he going to do? But he was prolific, but he also was assisting loads as well, which I think goes a bit under the radar with that season he had. Um, I think he was the top assister in the league as well, yeah. being the top scorer, and didn't play the first six games or something stupid. Uh, he was so much fun. And again, a bit mental. And that unpredictability just makes a player loads more fun. There's players that aren't as good as him, but because they're unpredictable, they're a lot more fun. I can't remember when Aldo Tarat was in the league. He's nowhere near the player Luis Suarez was, but because you've had a bit of unpredictability, makes him fun. So to be a world-class player on top of that um, uh, being unpredictable, just a winning formula for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like for Liverpool fans, before the likes of Salah Mane, he was the best player we've had hands down like for for, for our it's crazy isn't it anyway. because Salah Salah's done it for much longer and has been equally as good and made put put a better numbers consistently but in my head he's nowhere near the player Luis Suarez yeah. was absolutely and that I think that's just a testament like you said to the like the spectacle of Luis Suarez it's, like you said you it's always mm. you're always watching the game going oh what's he going to do and Darwin Nunez has got a bit of that in him obviously not yes. anywhere near the same level of yeah. scoring but he's got he's that very bit of, exciting yeah oh what's he going to do what's he going to do is he going to have a left footed volley and hit the bar who knows no is no he going to headbutt someone you know it's great yeah. yeah yeah exactly that i think that's a reason the liverpool fans have taken to Darwin Nunez so quickly yeah. despite him not quite hitting the kind of heights that you yeah. expect, but that's just because of our season. I've never but, seen I've never seen fans sort of take to a new signing as quickly as they did with him. We just love a Uruguay maniac. That's just what it is. Yeah. <laughs> There's something about this. It's exactly that. It's exactly and I hope he stays for ages and is brilliant. I hope he's just our striker. Because he is he's a bit of an old fashioned striker. I don't know why we keep playing on, on the wing. To me, he's no. he's six foot two. He's so fast. Watch him in the flesh. He is so fast. Um and does mental stuff. So once he starts finding the net regularly, he's going to have games where he scores four, I think, and be kind of untouchable. Absolutely. Like, at the start of Suarez's career, back onto Suarez, like his first half a season, he didn't really do much. I think Andy Carroll scored the similar amount of goals. There's a goal, that, that there's a goal against season. Stoke, I seem to remember. Was that that yeah, season? Yeah, the nutmeg yeah. and curler. Yeah, yeah. What a goal that was. Um, the- yeah, I, lo- I loved Andy Carroll as well. That was kind of when I was most maybe kind of excited about football being like 12 and just being obsessed with everything. I loved Andy Carroll as well. He was, he was, he was close to making the team, even though he wasn't very good. <laughs> still playing. Good lad. Reading, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. still signing yeah, yeah. everywhere I go on footy manager. <laughs> he comes with me, target man off the bench. You've got to have it. It's, that, that, those days are gone, but not for me. Long throw, Rory Delap into the box. Big Andy Carroll on the end of it. <laughs> I, I've got oh, to say man. the the one the one game I remember with Luis Suarez was it against Norwich. I think he's got a hat trick. Yeah, the hat Norwich. trick. Yeah, that, and it was just best hat trick ever. Yeah, possibly, possibly, oh, definitely. Three goal. Yeah, this season. is what I mean. I can't I can't three, think of any other, but I don't know any others. Three goal of the season contenders, let alone goal of the month. Mm. Three outrageous goals. Poor John Ruddy ruined him. He was he was like England number two at that point. He was broken after that. It's, I think it's the third goal, which is a goal that he doesn't try unless he's having that mad game, where the ball's like get, comes to him on the left and he just flicks it over the top of the defender and then hits like a 
outside of the boot half volley. Half volley. Oh, it's, it's, like, it's on its way up as well, isn't it? It's well, look at it going. I wouldn't even think strike. to do that. I'd like my brain wouldn't even process no. to even try that. And he's like, "Yep, yeah, watch this." No. Then there's the half volley from like forty yards out as well. That kind of loops over as well. That's yeah, that's what I was thinking goals. of. Yeah, just unbelievable. Like they might have got. That's the thing about him. He's a walking highlight reel. Like he doesn't score average goals. He just scores amazing goals. Mm. And he do you could reckon nutmeg anything? Yeah. Do you reckon because because he was in a Liverpool team that wasn't sort of challenging for the title, or when he was at Barcelona, obviously he was he was with uh, Messi and Neymar. Do you think he's one of the most underrated strikers? Uh, no, I think people people, people rate appreciate him. yeah people appreciate him. But for me, genuinely, that thirteen fourteen season is the he's behind that season is behind Messi as a player for me yeah. for me uh, of what he could do. He was doing messy level stuff, but he didn't quite keep it up. He did yeah. maybe his first couple of seasons at Barcelona, and then he trailed off, whereas Messi's done it for 15 so you, years or so. Are you choosing him for that 13-14 season then? That If I had to pick a season, yeah, it would yeah. probably be that, yeah. yeah. Well, nice. What a player. What front line again, right? So you were right when you said this is going to be the best team ever, we've ever had because it's up there. This front four is going to be rounded off. Is it going to be as good, or are we going? For me, it is. It's yeah. this is again. He was. This is my favorite non-Liverpool Premier League player of all time. It's Thierry Henry. Ah, okay, yeah. Uh, again, just the, the classiest, most elegant striker, but so fast, so good at finishing, strong. He he had he had everything again. And those those first those first few seasons I watched football between like two thousand and two and two thousand and five, he was just on another level to everyone in the Premier League. Jamie Carragher, that game, I know it's talked about a lot, but he didn't have a clue what he was doing. And Jamie Carragher was a decent defender; he wasn't world class or anything, but he made him look like Titus Bramble. It was it was shocking. <laughs> Oh, poor Titus. But yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. I think I think with, with Henri, it was just the fact that he just didn't seem to like ever break a sweat. He was just like strolling. Didn't even seem to care. Just like, yeah, here I go. Yeah. Don't don't mind me. Off I go. I think as well, we've said we've said about Thierry Henri on this podcast so many times. Like I think both me and Drew are in agreement that we think he's the best Premier League player of all time. It's difficult, isn't it? Because you have got. It's so weird to do it's, it now. Yeah. When we, when we were younger, that this was the modern generation, and now football's changed again, and the players now are probably fitter than Thierry Henry was, and a bit fa- even though it's only twenty years ago. Yeah. The football, it's the sports science come on so much. I don't yeah. know. It's difficult. He's he's probably he's probably my fate my favorite non Liverpool player. Yeah. But then, Luis Suarez that season for me is the best. The the funniest thing is like in any other team, apart from that Arsenal side, Dennis Burkamp is the best player. Mm. Like Dennis Burkamp was unreal, but for some reason he's not the best player in that team. Thierry Henry is. Like, yeah, I think I think I, you I could think say that about Wenger a lot just, of the Arsenal players as well. Yeah, Arsene Wenger just built the whole team and his whole philosophy around Thierry Henry being the focal point of it. Yeah, like you see how many strikers came and went trying to like. Sort of play alongside Henri that never made it, like uh, Anelka, Jose Antonio Reyes, you know, 
Marwan Shamak, like all these. <laughs> maybe, maybe not him. But yeah, like, no one could ever get him out of the team. Not that they were trying to get him out of the team, but it just didn't work properly. With it had to be him as the as the sort of tip. It couldn't ever be anyone else for that for that yeah. Arsenal side. And you saw it when he left. He did. Arsenal struggled for years, didn't they? He did play left wing quite a bit, especially early on in his career. So I thought that was a kind of fair yeah. place to put him, even though yeah. the best, the peak Henri was striker at Arsenal for me. Yeah, well, oh my God, what a team. Right, well, one of the coolest men on earth. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Oh, God, yeah. And like, possibly in like, one of the best football punditry shows at the moment in the champ- the American Champions League one. Yeah. Him, Carragher and Michael Richards. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love it. There's no other man that could say the phrase va va voom and not get called like all the names under Sun for being an absolute knobhead. Like, what are you saying, va va voom? But he says it, and you're like, yeah, that's really cool, that fair play theory. You know exactly what he means. Yeah, <laughs> of course. That's of course. Every time I look at Renault, that's exactly what I think. Va va voom. Thanks, Thierry. Mm-hmm. I've always been looking for the phrase to say. It's not even a good car. Right. Well, if by some miracle you need to make a substitution for this team, who are you bringing off the bench as your super sub? Divock Origi. Nah. <laughs> Come on. Divock. Divock Origi, 100%. <laughs> he is a icon now at Liverpool, despite being not the best player. He just knows where to be in those decisive moments, knows where the goal is, and becomes... R9 in the moments where you need him he becomes the ultimate striker even mm. though most of the, if he starts god if he started you'd be like what who is this who's this we've got Benteke back up front what's going on <laughs> but in those moments in those important moments he'd turn into an unbelievable player and he's he'll be remembered forever as a cult hero yeah 100% 100% I I still I still can't get over Champions League final Scores a goal, and I've never seen a more laid-back celebration in a Champions League final for a winning goal. Even like, that what... in the Champions League semi-final when he scored the the fourth goal, corner taking quickly. Yeah. He's like, yeah. he's like, yeah, cool, done that. Like, but you know what? It's not even like that attitude, like the old Balotelli attitude of uh, "I don't celebrate when I score because it's my job." It's more like what Finn said. Like in that moment, he turns into R nine. But as soon as the ball hits the back of the net, he turns back to Divock and he's like, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that switch goes off as soon as the ball hits the back of the net and all of a sudden he's Divock again. I'd have I'd have kept him forever. I, I honestly would have just to come off the bench. But he, he, need, he needed to play and Milan's a decent... It's a nice club for him to go to. I was quite happy yeah. that he was hit there. He is on the bench there. Real down, but not a real downward step of like... no. Uh, he didn't go to like the championship Sociedad or something like, which would be a downwards whereas Milan are one of the best clubs again yeah. in the world yeah absolutely he recently scored an absolute screamer for AC in a game that they lost but I watched it and I was like oh god <laughs> getting <laughs> tear up. yeah getting back <laughs> I watched like, this season literally I'm watching Liverpool games going if we had Divock on the pitch we'd be winning this game yeah 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 the ultimate big game player despite the fact mm. that he's not very good in every other game. No, I'm totally with you. What a player. Well, that's the, yeah, the, you, know what, you know what? That is the only player that I would want to bring off the bench for this team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could pick a better player. Like, Kevin De Bruyne is a better player. 
But I don't want to bring him off the bench. I want to bring Divock on because he's going to score. <laughs> and he's going to score a mental goal. And not celebrate too much. Yeah. The best goal he ever scored for Liverpool was the uh, Jordan Pickford off the crossbar onto his head. Oh, the Evans Everton. Yeah. It's, the funny, it's the funniest goal I've ever seen in my life. Couldn't, well, couldn't be better. I, I don't like Jordan Pickford, so it couldn't happen to a better person. It couldn't happen at a better time to a better club. Uh, unbelievable. You couldn't write it. <laughs> but even that goal, like he'd been in the wilderness for like six months. He'd not been in a Liverpool squad, let alone on the pitch. Mm. And then all of a sudden... He'd been Klopp's out on like, loan, right. hasn't he? Yeah. I think. And Klopp's yeah. like, right, whack him on the pitch. And the last five, everyone's like, what? He still plays for us. And then scores. Just it's like when he put Colker up front. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, there is your first team in Super Serb. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back for the manager of the stadium and the kit. Okay, so that is a pretty insane team, if I do say so myself. We need to have a pretty insane manager for it, I think. So, who's managing this team, Finn? It's very Liverpool bias again, but it's it's got to be after the past few years. It's Jurgen Klopp. I love I love that man. I'd die for that man as well. Him and Gerrard, they're the two Liverpool icons I'd die for. And I'd follow Jurgen Klopp into battle. I want him to hold me while I sleep. I want him to... <laughs> To just mentor me through life, uh, I, I love Jurgen Klopp, and he plays up until the past few months a very entertaining style of football that is very easy on the eye and never boring. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. What was it called when he first came over? Everyone's going on about blitzkrieg football. That was yeah. what it was for yeah, a few Gagan, years. All the Gagan pressing. Yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I again completely agree. I think for any Liverpool fan. After the past, what, 10 years before Jurgen Klopp started with us, we had the back end of Rafa, a good spell under Brendan Rodgers, the travesty that was Roy Hodgson, a couple spells of King Kenny, and then yeah. Jurgen Klopp walks in and just changes everything. Just what what a man. And just fits the club so well. He's so, such a, a genuinely good bloke. He seems like he'd be a nice bloke to have a pint with and... Is a good man management manager. Um, you can kind of see the, the hugs that when players go off. They respect him. That no one talks ill of him. They're all they always talk so highly of him. Yeah, um, I just think he's 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 maybe not the most tactically astute manager ever. He's not, but I think that he seems to surround himself with good people as well. Yeah, a lot of passion. I think, there, I think it's it? a. Yeah, I think it's a testament to him now that Liverpool are going through such a rough spell and such a bad season, but there's not really been any serious questioning of his position. It was just like, yeah, well, no. he will sort it. And like, if if I saw tomorrow that Liverpool were, like, were going to sack Jurgen Klopp, I'm like, well, that's me out. <laughs> Don't want to watch there'd him be, There'd be riots. I genuinely yeah. think there would be like protests at the match because he's he's not literally unsackable, I don't think. There's certain things that could happen where he would have to be, but He's he's built up so much credit. He he is kind of part of the furniture at the minute. And when it's yeah. his time to walk away, he can walk away, and it'll be a really sad day. And I'll be gutted, but he's he's earned that. Well, he's he's done it as well with like spending so much less than all the other managers, or it seems that way anyway. It's the yeah, it's been a few marquee signings. But... Yeah, there's the odd marquee signing, but on the whole, he just brings players. The, the, be- the best examples are kind of Mane and Salah. Mm. Brings them in around 35 million. 
but just improves them so much yeah. with the coaching. And then when he needs to go out and get someone brilliant, he goes and gets Allison. he goes and gets Van Dyke, which are now the two best in the world when they're when they're playing right. They're, they're the best goalie and centre-back. Um, same with lots of positions. Andy Robertson, yeah. what, what, what's happened there? He was... Yeah, where did he come he from? Was, like? He was fine at Hull. He wasn't... No one would have said anything if he'd stayed in the Championship. No one would be like, you... No one's gone and got Andy Robertson. I watched him against lose like five 0 to Liverpool at Hull, when he played for Hull, and he didn't stand out or anything. And now he's one of the best left backs in the world and has been for five years. Absolutely, I think I think that's just Jurgen Klopp, the man, the man manager, isn't it? Like you said, he's not necessarily the best tactician in the game. Like no one ever suggests that really. But what he can get by making players believe in themselves, and which is seems to be lacking at the moment, so something's going on. But yeah, that that is his main power, isn't it? Getting the best out of a player that most of the people would give up on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. What a man. And I think it's, it's a, it takes a lot for the City of Liverpool to fully accept someone who's not from Liverpool. So for, for a Virginia man to come in... It was press conference. People accepted yeah. him, didn't they? The yeah, normal literally. one, all that stuff. It instantly, it was like, yeah, this is this is the man that's going to lead Liverpool for the next few years. And he's yeah. going to change everything. Was it right as well that his, uh, when he was in contract negotiations, his wife was like, "Are we really going to leave these people?" So it's like his whole family has just adopted, like, yeah, because yeah, she got her own soul in the for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> Ula Clough, what a woman! All right, well, we can make a guess at the stadium. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you. I need to ask you about this. Does anyone not pick their home stadium? I don't know how you how you would. Uh, some people, I think, have picked stadiums that they've seen something incredible happening and things like that. But mainly, yeah. it is just yeah, picking your own stadium. Yeah, and I think it helps when you've got the best stadium in the world, saying, and you've got the best atmosphere. Despite the the naysayers, yeah, it can be quiet at times, but when it's needed, there is no place like it. Champions it's League. It's going to be quiet. Well, it's going to be. They're going to sing. This is a library when it's a Carabao Cup third round against Derby. What? <laughs> where's the atmosphere coming from? Yeah. When but it's when in the twelfth playing on the pitch. Champions, yeah, Champions League nights in Anfield are insane. Insane. Yeah. There's nothing no, like in it. our like sort of quested to topple City for the, the sort of the three years before we we did win the league when we were running it close every season. Every time they come to Anfield, we'd beat them, and it would be partly down to the atmosphere and the fans and They'd be like, rattled. city players yeah. being rattled. Couldn't they? Couldn't they like... still talk about the bottles at the bus when that yeah. was years ago? But no one, like, no one, bottle, no one gets riled up by a crowd more than Pep does at Anfield. Yeah, like, Pep yeah. goes mad. I mean, they yeah. live rent free inside his head. He's such a pantomime villain, and he knows that. He's kind of he kind of walks into it when he's when he's like antagonizing the crowd. He knows exactly what he's doing. Um, and I think there's a reason pe- people can have banter and stuff, but there's a reason so many players and so many managers talk about Anfield and the atmosphere. And that's not, that can't be a myth because why would people be talking about it all the time? Why would Pep yeah. say it's the best stadium? Yeah. Why would all these incredible players that have played there be say that? Yeah, well, it's can, not true. You can see it on TV, can't you? You can see the atmosphere on TV, but nothing compares to when you're actually there. Like, I can't say anything because no. I've never been to Anfield. You two have. Like, there's a difference when you're actually there in that stadium and what the atmosphere is actually like. So, 
I think it, yeah. one of the things that was um, was very telling was when um, Arsenal did their all or nothing documentary and they did a whole episode on like them preparing for Liverpool and Michel Arteta so was so like keen to get them to like cancel out the atmosphere. They were training with huge like speakers on the training pitch, playing you'll never walk alone, trying to like replicate the atmosphere and they go on about it and on about it and on about it and then cut to the game it's like 4-0 Liverpool and Arteta's just so kicking water bottles so cringy wasn't it it was, so, it? It was so, cringy. so good ah, it was so David Brent I loved it it's uh, great wasn't it? yeah it, it gets in people's head before you before they even go to Anfield you can tell that there's a psychological element and the kind of Barcelona game when it got when you scored two you were like oh we're gonna win this it's it's just inevitable. It feels inevitable. Um, yeah, a, cra- a crazy ground that I'm so lucky and thankful that my family are all Liverpool supporters. So I was kind of born into it and had no choice. <laughs> um, I'm so grateful for that because we have the best stadium and the best fans. You've agree. done as well 100%. what a lot of teams uh, have decided not to do. They've gone and bought a uh, like built a new stadium and moved over. Instead of doing that, you guys have just like added to it and kept the ground and the, just yeah. There was it with and... the last owners, wasn't there? The last uh, Hicks and Gillette were talking about moving us away from Anfield, Park, yeah. and it's so lucky that we didn't because yeah, something would have died in the club yeah. that day. And I hope we never move from there. I don't think we will. I think we'll just keep expanding and stuff like that. The main stand is unbelievable now. Yeah, when you go, incredible. it's, it's I've been to Spurs' ground as well, which is similar. It's the same thing, but they've got it all around the ground and it's kind of the market leader at the minute. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we've been to the Spurs ground as well and it's, uh, it is mad, isn't it? I'll never get over those pints that fill up from the bottom of the cup. Come on. <laughs> New age technology. All right, well, there's one more pick to make. You are currently sporting one of the most beautiful kits to come out in the past sort of yeah. 20 years yes I did wear this because this was my honourable mention and I thought nice. I'll put it on because that's that's near enough but the two I've picked the away kits purely sentimental reasons and the home kit is what I think is the most striking kit I've ever seen um, which is the Holland 1988 home kit Adidas with the crazy pattern on it that's yeah you instantly know what it is um, that's that's going to be my home kit. Yes, uh, and then uh, the away kit is a sentimental one. It's the first kit I remember having, and there's pictures of me as a as a little as a little kid in it. And I went, I bought it for myself during the Euros. I bought myself it for that for that Wales Turkey match, and it's the ninety six to ninety eight Turkey away top. Um, it's white and red, and I remember when I was little, I had my name on the back. And it was like my cherished possession. So I bought myself it as an adult to kind of just for nostalgic reasons. Love it. What a combination of kits that is, fair play. Yeah. That Holland kit as well. That Holland kit, yeah. That is like, that's the one where every, (laughs) every football fan nowadays seems to have one, even though they're impossible to come by. So obviously there's a lot of... Uh, yeah, from China, isn't it? Yeah, yeah a lot of replicas flying around, isn't there? But yeah, yeah, unbelievable kit. Unbelievable kit. We, um, to be fair, once we were, when we were designing the uh, background for our, our podcast artwork, we were like, oh, should we go for the... We were trying to figure out which kit to use and we went with the Arsenal Bruce Banana, but we were very close to choosing that Holland pattern on the background just because yeah. it's so like... The pattern itself is what catches your eye, in it? Yeah. 
and I, and I love an Adidas Originals badge. It's yes. so much nicer than the than this one. I do. It's it's still nice. This, but it's got nothing on that. There's just something. So it's so sexy. Instantly, instantly makes a kit go up two ratings if it's got that that badge. Yeah. Well, the new Adidas badges, they're taking away the Adidas underneath it. So now it's just the... And they've yeah. shortened it slightly as well on the new Wales kits. There's one hanging behind yeah, the, I'm not, the white one. Yeah, I'm not that keen on it. Yeah. yeah, it's not. I don't really like it. Like this one, even that one, I prefer that. But the yeah, I don't want yeah, to do that. Yeah, I think they're just trying to compete with Nike and just have a shape. Yeah, it's not the same. Yeah. No. Yeah, the, no. The, Adi- the Adidas original shape's much nicer. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Absolutely is. Absolutely is. Right, well, there we go. There's all the picks in the bag. So before we get you to name the team, we're going to go back through your choices just to uh, make sure you're happy with them and you don't want to make any last-minute substitutions, maybe put yourself in goal. Um, you can decide. So <laughs> from the top, you went for a 4-2-4 formation. In goal, you had pre-head injury Petacek, and that your your full-backs were Cafu and Roberto Carlos and your centre-backs were Van Dijk and Maldini. Yeah, so your partnership in the centre of midfield was Zinedine Zidane and Steven Gerrard. And then your front four, Lionel Messi, Ronaldo, Luis Suarez, Thierry Henry, with the super sub of Big Dave Okarigi. Uh, the manager of this team is Jurgen Klopp, of course, in Anfield. And then we've got two kits. We've got the home kit is the Netherlands 1988 home kit and the away kit is the Turkey 1996 away. Unbelievable team. You, you warned us at the start this would be one of the best we've ever had, and you yeah. were not wrong. I think you're right. So, Finn, last thing to do. What is the name of the team? <laughs> this one I have struggled on. I don't I don't actually have an answer for this right now. I kind of wanted to get some ideas of what other people had called it to kind of copy <laughs> something. That's how you get your best ideas. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people will name it after their... Um, so if we have like TikTokers on, they'll name it after their TikTok handle and just call it them FC. Uh, we'll have people who... I've got pun names. We've had some pun yeah. ones in got a there. lot of puns. Um, mm. And other than that, it's someone that'll just sort of, like, we had one recently where he was an Arsenal fan and a Hereford fan, so he, he made Arsford FC. Okay, I've just had an idea. I'm going to name it after the team I played for when I was when I was kind of in junior football. Nice. I'm just going to name it that, just because why not? That would be the dream team to play with. So it's going to be called Hearts Colts. Hearts Colts. Yeah, that's my favourite. Nice. That's like a bit of nostalgia, eh? That's the whole idea of the podcast, eh? Mm. <laughs> right, well, Finn, it's been an absolute pleasure having you join us on the podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out to come and record this episode with us. Before we let you go, plug some stuff, point us in direction. Where can we find you? Where can we listen? Etc. Etc. The third of March, new single "Take a Ride" with um, Blue Dolphin Wranglers will be out everywhere. You get your music. It's really upbeat, kind of nice tune. I'm really happy with it. Um, looking forward to playing it live pretty soon. Um, and then with work, have a word podcast. You can find that everywhere. That yeah, doesn't need any more promotion, does it? <laughs> Biggest UK podcast. <laughs> yeah, fair play. That one does sell itself. I'll give you that. Well, Finn, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Take it easy. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been fun. Well, what a team that was. Uh, An amazing guest to have on the podcast. Yeah, insane. Right, so 
Before we head off, point you in the direction of our social media channels. Yeah, all our handles are at Nostalgia FC Pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're on Facebook as well. Anywhere that there is some form of social, we will be there. If you want to email us, it is nostalgiafcpod at gmail.com. If you've got any ideas, if you want to get on the pod, if you have any ideas of people to get on the pod, give us a shout. Uh, yeah. There we go. So thanks for joining us again. Uh, Join us again next week. We'll have another very special guest. In the meantime, make sure you do go and check out Finn's new single uh, with Blue Dolphin Wranglers, Take a Ride, out 3rd of March. And yeah, obviously, if you don't already know about Have A Word Podcast, get on it, because it is one of the biggest podcasts in the UK for a reason. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, Not ashamed to say I am a lid. Right, uh, and we'll see you next week. Thanks very much for joining us. That was Finn the Kulavoo's delivering Hearts Colts FC. And what a team it was. And what a team it was.